Welcome to a brand new episode of Cup of EO, the tea break size podcast that gets to the heart of the important topics in the world of voiceover. Expect candid stories, top tips and sage advice as I chat with expert guests who are at the top of their game in the voiceover industry. I'm your host, Kimberly Parker, tea addict and VOpreneur. And this week, I'll be spilling the tea on VO genres. What's yours and do you need to specialise? I think when you're starting out, it's definitely important to try things because you don't know what you might actually love. Are you a jack of all trades or are you known for or have a passion for one genre in particular? The decisions we make in terms of where we focus our time and training can have a huge impact on our career trajectory and overall success. So it's worth thinking about what it is that you're passionate about. Is there one genre you're particularly drawn to or is it more a case of process of elimination? There are so many genres of voiceover work out there, many of which I wasn't aware of when I first started. It's only when you write them down that you realise that we're surrounded by voiceover every day, on the radio, in the supermarket, and when you're waiting to speak to your broadband provider. Joy. So it's worth looking at what's out there if perhaps you're at the start of your voiceover career and you're unsure as to what genres you'd like to work in. Or if you've been doing this a long time and you're looking to diversify and improve your skills to open up another avenue of work. How many of these did you know about? TV commercials, radio ads, animation, video games, corporate, medical narration, explainer, documentary, radio drama, audiobooks, ADR, automated or additional dialogue replacement, lip sync or dubbing, toys and games, live event announcing, vehicle and transportation, Phone messaging or IVR, interactive voice response, in-store messaging, TV promos, radio promos, trailers, podcasts, e-learning. And that's not an exhaustive list. Of course, we're not all in the fortunate position of being able to select the type of work we do based on what we like the best. Perhaps it's more about the volume of work available or how much it pays. I didn't know what areas I wanted to work in when I first got into voiceover, so I was naturally drawn to commercial as that was the most visible to me as an outsider to the voiceover world. So I went and got my commercial reel done and started getting work in both commercial and corporate. I'd say those are my two favourite genres to work in at the moment, as they're a natural fit for my accent and voice qualities, but I'm always looking to expand my skill set. And as an avid gamer in my 20s and a film fanatic since early childhood, the real icing on the cake for me is to get more ADR or dubbing work and a lead role in a AAA video game would be the absolute dream. It really is a catch-22 situation. You need to know your strengths and abilities in order to decide which genre to focus on, but you might not know that without first trying your hand at many different genres. Some VOs are well-known and as a result, consistently cast for their skills in a particular genre. For example, Star Wars Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill for animation, Peter Dixon for live event announcing, and Red Pepper for movie trailers. But most of us aren't so lucky to be as widely renowned for just one genre. It could take years or decades to figure out your niche. But what I want to know is do you really need to? I'm curious to find out what other VOs think about specialising in a genre versus trying them all. This week's guests are voiceover artists Mars Lipowski, Darren Altman, Jen Lawton-Hunt, Abby Phillips, Alexia Kombu, Ali Murphy, and Mike Bodie. I've included more information about all of them in the show notes, so be sure to check those out after the episode. 
What I like most uh, about voicing characters is, in many cases, just the ability of of releasing the the voices that you have in your throat. There is a couple of voices that rent rooms in my throat, I should say, and to to be able to just open those doors and just release them is just so so freeing you know it's oh my goodness this energy that you keep at times inside of you somewhere you can release it like i like i did when i was recording gromsko from call of duty modern warfare 2. i didn't realize until i was in the studio that it's gonna be so amazing because for example <laughs> when we started the first session uh, Kirsten Gilmore, she asked me if I want to hold a broomstick or something similar to, to pretend that I hold a gun. Uh, but I thought, no, 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 I, I won't do that. I reckon I'm going to stand in the fighting stance <laughs> because I was feeling more, you know, about fighting because it's all, you know, shooting and stuff. And yeah, the fact that yeah, I can release such energy is just wonderful about voicing. You see, when I first started, I just thought I was a jack of all trades, you know, come to me and I'll do everything. I mean, but I don't do audio books. I wouldn't touch them with the barge pole. Um, medical reads, can't do them. Haven't got the patience, would be rubbish at them. You know, I, I, I enjoy doing commercial stuff, bit of acting, character work is good, and working with other people so you can bounce off them. Certainly, I, I feel like I'm a newer voice on the scene in terms of I'm relatively new in my career. So everything is exciting. But as I go along, I realise, actually, I'm not that fussed about that genre. I'm never going to do a full audiobook. I mean, probably. But it, that's not doesn't appeal to me. So the areas that really appeal to me are around video games and um, animation and, and where I'm able to create a, a full character. Um, ideally those really appeal to me and I think maybe it's from the acting background side of things but playing different people or different monsters or but the characters behind that really appeals to me um, and fleshing all that out so definitely those are the genres I'd like to work in more and that I'm actively pursuing. I think some people are very good at lots of different things and I certainly know that I would need to continue to be successful in commercial and corporate to maintain a livelihood um, doing this kind of work because often those roles are harder to come by um, and maybe don't pay quite as much as some commercial roles or corporate potentially. So it's just making sure you've got enough variation um, to make it possible. I am absolutely in love with radio. I love radio. And one of the things that I surprised myself that I could do and that now I would say is probably what I'm known for is um, S&P and imaging. So like radio imaging, which I did for for six years. I was one of the station sound voices for the Hits Radio Network. And that was the most incredible experience because... I went into it. They took a real gamble by choosing me because I'd never done anything like it before. I'd only done commercial uh, radio voicing. I'd I'd never done radio branding, imaging voicing. And it plunged me out of my comfort zone. They obviously heard something in me that I didn't know I had. And then now that's the thing that I feel most confident in and that I, I know exactly what to do. That's one of my favourite things to do. I absolutely love that because it's really punchy, it's quick work, you get instant joy from it. 
it's a really it's a really great uh feeling when you're doing it because it's it's so upbeat and so full of energy if you're you know having a bit of a down day or something it just brings you straight out of it because you you have to force yourself out of it and also you can be really playful with it i've had some really fun scripts in the past where i got to be really creative like once i was i had to pretend i was um talking about something tasting delicious and the uh, the producer asked me to eat a banana while I was doing the the while I was doing it and I'm literally halfway through like munching down on this banana while I'm I'm going mm, like this like during the and it was really fun like it was really great um so there's a lot of sort of creative freedom that comes with that so I really enjoy that I think the most important thing and I think this in any profession that you do especially in um when you're a performer it's always great to explore other avenues and like potential areas of voiceover that you've not done before. But when you do it, so for example, if I if I went and did animation and I went on an animation course, I would not then tell everyone I'm a professional animation voice until I knew I was confident enough in my skills and I had been hired professionally and had been working in that field and doing well at it you focus all your energies on getting it up to the standard of the other work you do that you're already really good at so I think it's just being your own biggest critic as well as supporting yourself you need to be really honest with yourself about your abilities um, because there are certain things that I would love to be able to do but I know it's just not really in my skill set My favourite genre to work in is commercials. I love the creative freedom um, behind commercial work. I find that a lot of clients I work with are happy to kind of hear your interpretation or they ask for your interpretation. And sometimes you can offer up something different they weren't expecting, which they might like or they might hate. But the fact is you've, you know, you've got the opportunity to give it a go. You can't really play around as much with corporates and IVRs and that sort of thing. Gaming and animation isn't, there, there's, I don't do gaming, um, as in I don't really get booked for gaming. Animation, I've started a lot more this year, but I still feel like commercial is just my, it's my sweet spot. It's where I feel most at home and I love the production behind it. It's just then seeing seeing it all come together with the music and the visuals. It's just for me, it's just magic. It's just a genre that I think I will always just be in love with. I think it's important to become a genius in your own genre that you excel in and then branch out. I wouldn't recommend trying to do everything at once because you're going to put in 30% here, 30% there, 30% there. It's just, I would, I, I mean, I tried it at the beginning and then I thought, no, I'm going to play to my strengths. I focused on commercials and corporates, got really, really good at that and then just got better and better at the things I'm good at. So that's my zone of genius. And then working slowly on the things I'm not so confident at, like the gaming, and then seeing where that goes and how you can develop that. But I think it's important to get really good at your your niche, your, your sweet spot, and then think, right, now I'm great at that. What can I now work on? What do I have the capacity to work on? I think when you're starting out, it's definitely important to try things because you don't know what you might actually love. I uh, started off, my first ever job was a video game trailer and um, I loved that. And now video game is something definitely one of my favourite genres to work in, but not every video game. I don't really like 
um, shouty ones or ones where I have to throw spears and throwing stars at people and make the noises and the efforts for that. I don't really love that, I'll be honest. And I'm lucky enough now to be in a position in my career where I can choose what auditions I do for video games. So I would definitely go for more like I like the narrative ones. I like the ones that are real like um, based on story and you can really use your acting skills. I love those. Um, And yeah, but not a fan of the of of the more violent styles and stuff. Um, I love commercial because it's usually fun and it's usually quick and it's usually great money. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, So that's that's always always one that I like working in. And recently, I've really found quite a a a passion for e-learning because I think it brings everything together. It brings in a lot of e-learning now is um, immersive and it's character based, so you can play with it there and do your acting the other part of it is I learn things and it's always nice to have something that you're interested in whilst you're whilst you're reading and and speaking so um so yeah e-learning is something I've kind of been interested in and you've got to have a love for corporate because that's what pays the bills (laughs) I'd love to do more like corporate e-learning internal kind of voiceover stuff simply not because I find it like super exciting and stimulating, but because it can be consistent and reliable. Like if I'm not getting the audition to do a uh, three-month television commercial in Canada or in the UK or whatever, it uh, which might pay, oh, this will pay you five grand because it's going to be on all the broadcast mediums for three months. You get your BSF for the hour, 5,250 pounds. You either through an agent or your own, you take out your tax and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. If, if I know that I go, right, I've made 250 pounds for the day, I can now go and focus on trying to get work in the fields that I like doing, but I know that I've got money coming in. Some really interesting points of view there, and it's great to hear so much passion for each of my guests' favourite genres and for very different reasons, which just goes to show how different we all are. My main takeaway from these conversations would be that there are only 24 hours in the day, so you have to be selective about what you spend your time on. But if you have a burning desire to try a new genre, go for it. But make sure you have the relevant training and skills to back it up before you start marketing yourself for that genre. I guess what it really comes down to is getting to know who you are what you're naturally drawn to and good at, and whether you can visualise working in that area. Join me same time next week when I'll be spilling the tea on agents. I would say they're a great string to have to your bow. Personally, I get good, really good, high-end work from agents, and I love that. Having an agent is obviously brilliant because you can cast your net a bit wider. I am definitely pro-agent. You've got loads of EOs, you've got loads of agents, and there's only a certain amount of jobs. Thanks for tuning in, my caffeinated comrades. If this episode has sparked any questions or comments, or you just want to connect, you can find my email address and social handles at KimberlyParker.com. If you haven't caught up with my other episodes, feel free to check them out and let me know what you think. You've been listening to Cup of VO. Until next time, 